Welcome to the Clemson Dubcast, Wednesday, July 20th. Football season is upon us, I guess unofficially, with the start of talking season, which precedes August camp season, which precedes the real season. Dabo Sweeney and a few players currently in Charlotte going through the ACC football kickoff media extravaganza. Yesterday, we were able to visit with every assistant coach in Dabo Sweeney, and that's the point of this podcast. Plenty of coverage of that and news and nuggets from the football program and recruiting and beyond at TigerIllustrated.com. My good friends Blake Smith and Brooke Archenhold have been part of the podcast since the beginning way back in August of 2018. They have an accomplished team of personal injury attorneys at Parm Smith and Archenhold based in Greenville. They are Clemson people and their skillful attorneys have decades of experience in complicated litigation matters, taking a special interest in medical malpractice, nursing home abuse, and neglect car accident cases that have left the individuals involved in serious trouble. For a free consultation at Parm Smith and Archenhold, call 864-990-4581 or online at parhamlaw.com. That's P-A-R-H-A-M law.com. When you're ready for a complete renovation in your home or business, open the door to more with Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Their local experience team will totally transform any room space from beautiful floor coverings to construction to finished details. Harris handles every step of your renovation process, whether it's a kitchen or living room or an industrial or educational setting, like some of the positively stunning work they've done at Clemson University. Go to discoverharris.com and experience a total renovation transformation from Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Solero Communications, formerly known as Tandem Payment, is a full-service integrated electronic payments provider powered by leading-edge technology. Solero provides a wide array of merchant solutions, simplified payments. They make onboarding, taking payments, maintaining risk management and compliance, and getting support quick and easy. At Solero, they're all about helping you achieve sustainable growth as a business. Taking payments isn't the only thing your business needs. With Solero's solutions, You can manage inventory, sell products and services via social media, schedule staff, track sales, get reports, and much, much more. Find out more about Solero at solerocommerce.com. That's C-E-L-E-R-O commerce.com. Okay, going to present the raw and uncut audio from the press conference yesterday. First, C.J. Spiller, followed by Brandon Streeter, and then rounding it out with Wow, what a presence this guy is. Nick Eason, he just sort of changes every room that he's in, and I think you'll be able to hear that uh, in our closing segment with him. All right, here we go. Enjoy. I can read y'all. y'all. Oh, they made y'all get named to ask on. Well, I've known Larry forever, so I know him. CJ, how do you feel about your room this year? You got to feel a little bit better. Oh, I feel, yeah, I feel, I feel great. Uh, them guys, I was able to have a, you know, a strong year last year. Uh, I was able to battle through a lot of stuff, you know, from injuries and all that standpoint. And, uh, but at the end of the year, they was able to put it all together and, you know, put their best footing uh, forward, I guess you'd say, in, in the bowl game. And, uh, so, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot to build on. Uh, it's a lot to, to learn from. Uh, so them guys, uh, I gave them a little assignment to do uh, at the end of the year. Once they was able to kind of get some rest, recovery, reset, and they actually, you know, once they got back into it, once before we started spring ball, they had kind of some stuff that I advised them that they probably should do uh, as a player to, to try to help their game. Yeah, every, everybody's back healthy. Everybody's ready to rock and roll. So, you know, those guys are excited that I had a, 
you know, a very strong summer. So I think they kind of just decided just to get back started. You know, it's, it's an exciting time of the year right now you know, because, you know, you know football is right around the corner. So, you know, they, they're just trying to finish this uh, strength and conditioning uh, on, a, on a high note, have a few days to kind of reset, and then it's time to rock and roll. And uh, I'm excited to get on the, on the grass with them and, and kind of see the hard work that they've been putting in. CJ, after the first year with this group, what did you go in the first year last year to accomplish with them? What did the end of the year, the three of them combined, what did they do to impress you and uh, meet your goals? Uh, that's a great question. I really just wanted to accomplish trust, honestly. Um, there wasn't huge high expectations of such a young group, uh, but I wanted them to be confident in their ability. Uh, I wanted them to know that they can play on this level. Uh, but the biggest thing for me was just uh, just getting that trust because I didn't recruit any of those guys in the room. Obviously, I followed their careers uh, in high school and obviously the recruiting process, but I didn't have a chance to sit down in their living rooms and, and try to recruit them. So uh, going into it, I just wanted to just build that trust uh, with them. Uh, and it was a two-way street, and it, and it took some time. And I think as the season uh, went on, it got better and better. And I think now uh, we're in a good spot uh, from a trust uh, factor. Um, and those guys understand that, you know, I'm just – I'm here to help them uh, to, to be better as a first as a as a young man and then as a football player. So uh, I think uh, if we can continue to just to build on that, I think we'll be we'll be in a good spot. CJ, going into your second year as uh, running backs coach, what's the difference last year being first time in this kind of season? What's the difference? Uh, well, the biggest difference is that you know uh, we got a different offensive coordinator, uh, so that's going to be. You know, adjustment, but you know we had a, a strong uh, relationship or a strong building, a bond uh, for the bowl game. So we kind of, kind of got that familiar, and then really just, um, just understanding the, the offense a whole lot better. You know, last year it was a, you know trying to just learn the offense and you know get the terminology down, understand the blocking scheme, understanding what people are doing, uh, understanding the concepts. Because uh, it was new, it was different from you know what I was accustomed to to playing in and, and being around. So uh, this year, just a, it's a lot more familiarity with just the terminology. Which one you learned about yourself during last year? What I learned about myself, uh, really just trusting my instincts. Honestly, I really had to rely on that, and really just uh, just trying to do it my way. I guess you can say, and you know, sometimes once you get into you know coaching. What, which what I learned earlier is that you can kind of try to start doing it other people way and try to mimic what they was doing and it kind of gets you off who you really are and not being authentic. So that took probably about, you know, two or three weeks for me to adjust from that. Um, and then once I did that and uh, realized, hey, man, I can just only do it my way. I can only be who I am. You know, I can't be somebody else, I guess you could say. Uh, once I did that, then I kind of settled in and really just picked up. Coach Elliott just kind of let you go, right? You appreciated that? Yeah, I did. You know, and I think that was uh, was huge um, because he, he really wanted me to, you know, get my, my feet wet and, and really understand it. And, but at the same time, he was great if I ever had a question or if I didn't understand something. He was always a, a great listening ear and always very helpful uh, for that. And really, he made that transition very smooth for me. Um, and, he, and he built a lot, of, uh, a lot of confidence in me and myself by just letting me uh, – had had room uh, for myself instead of being together uh, as the initial plan was to be.
Did you even know what your way was going into Nick last year? Uh, well, I knew that, you know, that I wasn't going to be a yeller because I didn't like that as a player. You know, I, I thought, you know, coaches that done all the yelling, they just done that for whatever reasons, for attention or whatever the case may be. But, you know, so I knew going into it that I, I wasn't going to be a big yeller, but I knew how to get my point across. Um, but there was still a lot that I didn't know going into it, uh, just because it was new. You know, it was first time. You know, and so and it was totally different than a player. So uh, that's that's where a veteran staff like you know, like Coach Elliott, like Coach Robert Carwell, like Coach Streeter, you know, and Grisham, who had already been through the process. <clears throat> those were those guys came in and very helpful to make that transition smooth. Yeah, I mean, it was different. I mean, anytime you have injuries in your room, you know, it definitely hampered. But that did, that also allows somebody else to, to pick up their game and to step up and showcase what they can do. Um, and, you know, it, it sucked that, you know, some of your best players, you know, get injured because you, you had, I ain't going to say at a disadvantage, but you ain't at your full arsenal, I guess you can say. Um, so, but you know, those guys fought through it, and you know, we always talk about it. Well, I always stress to those guys anyway is that you always want to play away from being the starter, so you better prepare like you're the starter because you know, at the end of the day, they're not going to cancel the game, they're still going to kick it off, and you got to be ready to go out there and execute. And for us in our room, is that the standard doesn't change no matter who's back there in the backfield, you know, it's, it still remains the same. So, uh, when Shipley went down, uh, they gave Kobe opportunity, and then when he got nicked up. He gave my man a uh, field opportunity. And those guys, they was prepared for it, and they went out there and they showcased what they could do. Uh, I think he's going to be, he's great for our room. Uh, he, he comes in, you know, wide open, eager to learn, um, very hungry. Um, I think he's going to add some competition. Um, this is a kid that's, that's, that's self-motivated, so it doesn't take a lot to, to motivate him. Um, so I'm excited to get to work with him, and you know he's a he's a great kid off the field. So that that makes the the fit even better in our room, and uh, he's he's in, coming in there asking all the right questions. You know he, he's want to know from those older guys, which only been in the system. You know with Kobe's the oldest in there now. Um, you know you know with Phil and uh, Will, they only been in two years, but he's asking all the right questions. And those guys doing a great job of taking them up, taking him up under their wing. And as a, as a coach, you kind of sit back and you watch, try to watch that stuff because I know as a player, I know how it was coming in as a freshman. You know who's going to take who up under the wing, kind of show them away because it's new. They they're away from home for the first time. They having to go through strength training, having to adjust to college life. You know, so you want to have somebody veteran that you could, that's going to take you up under that wing and kind of show you the way to try to make that transition transition as smooth as possible. Will came in here last year and he was already one of the leaders. Yeah. What do you see different this year? Uh, I mean, he will just picking up where he left off. Honestly, I mean, he he's very vocal. Um, he, he came in with that. Uh, this is a kid that that knows what he want to do in life, and uh, he he has his goals that he want to accomplish, and uh, he doesn't get uh, distracted from those. So, and uh, but at the same time, he do, he does a great job of elevating his teammates' play. And that's what you want as a player. You know, can you elevate everybody else's play up to where your play is? And, and he does a great job of doing that. I mean, if you ever had a chance to watch him run ring sprints, I don't think he'd have lost one yet. He's always in the front. I mean, the kid has a very uh, natural leadership skill. One of the biggest areas that you have to train 
high school running back in college as a pass pro. And during spring game, Bronco was picking up blitz packages and giving those guys a hard time. Yeah, we. I mean, we just talked about it. I mean, the biggest thing is just knowing the identification. If you know who you're blocking, and then that makes the job easy. But then just knowing, you know, what type of rusher are the guy. You know, that's the second biggest part of it. Is you know, is this guy a bull rusher? Do is he a jump around guy? You know, uh, so if you know that before you know the guy blitzes, then you can kind of have your game plan uh, in your hand to be able to counter what he's doing. So. No, we did a good job, you know, uh, in the spring trying to study in guys of, uh, you know, what type of rusher they were and, and then just understanding where the blitz was coming from. And I think he did a great job of, of learning that. Coach Shipley and Pace, how are they 100%? Can you take us through the, what they've been through? Uh, well, I don't, I don't want to get into to that to percentage. I mean, they, they'll be ready for fall camp. I just know they'll be ready. Still weather really for seven years. You see their roles. You got three good guys. <laughs> how you, in your mind, how are you dividing that up? Uh, I mean, we, 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 me and uh, the coaches, we do a great job of keep, keeping count of all the reps. Uh, so I have a chart, which I know, you know how many reps they take each practice. And then over the time, I kind of look at it and kind of see what the numbers are. If I feel like, you know, Shipley took a, a butt load, then I can kind of be able to let uh, – Colby or, or a Marfa man take some take some of the share of, off that. So I just have a system that you know that that uh, Coach Elliott uh, provided for me that I kind of just go by, and uh, that's kind of how I just keep keep the reps of that. But you know, like you said, it's three great guys, and there's only only one of us can run out there, and all those guys they understand that. So it's 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 a great healthy competition in there, and, uh, and all those guys prepare as if they are the one that's going to run out there first. Brandon running the offense now. Excuse me. What do you think we're going to see difference in the running game? Uh, to be determined. I can't even give you all the juice. <laughs> nah, it's, it's, I mean, the biggest thing is just really just everybody just getting on the same page. I think, you know, obviously we know that, you know, running the football is going to pay dividends, you know, as you get late in the season. So, you know, you want to try to establish that early. Um, and, you know, I think Coach Strady, he understands that he, the, you know, this is not his first rodeo calling plays. Uh, so, you know, we had a, a great uh, spring chemistry, you know, just trying to get on the same page with everybody, making sure that we all speak in the same language. Um, I think if we get that part right, then it make every, then it make the, the transition smooth. But, you know, we're still going to run the football. Like, I mean, like we said, we got three, you know, potential you know first or second rounders in, in the running back room um, that can that can go out and, and perform at a high level yesterday we all got names of Maxwell we did and uh, something you know about dealing with those, those kinds of awards and uh, you know, what to expect how, how you tell him to you know handle all that to ride he's to get the show just be named that how I tell him to handle that stuff or just somebody's opinion you know you still have to go out and put in the hard work and you know, the good thing about Shipley is he understands that, you know, uh, he, I don't think he's a, a kid that kind of get caught up into that outside stuff, you know, what list he on, what list he's not, and, you know, and, and that's where I come into play. I tell all those guys, if, if you put in the hard work right now and then you, once the season starts, hey, you'll, you'll be right where you're supposed to be. But if you get caught up right now into if you're on the Dope Walker list or the Maxwell list and, and all these other lists, then you're getting distracted from the, the main goal, and that's to, to have a strong summer in your strength and your conditioning. So, you know, he has a level head. He understands it, and, 
you know, that just goes to credit to, to what type of player he is. You know, the, the, those people think that he's one of the best ones in the country, uh, but he still has to go out there and perform at a high level, which I know he will. Um, so, you know, but that's 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 great for him. That's that's awesome. I'm, I'm happy for him. Uh, Cause I know what type of what type of guy he is, so I'm happy that they that they decide to, to recognize him. High school camp to have your guys out there running drills and, and somebody drills taking charge of that thing. What was that like watching those guys do that? Uh, I mean, it's just uh, validation of that. You know, those guys understand the drills that you that that we do in our room and that they can go out and teach it. You know, and then it also helps me because now I'm able to kind of just float around and see different high schoolers instead of just staying at one station that I trust those guys and then you know it just goes like you said it goes back to the trust factor I know that that when they talking about the drill that they're not going to just be out there just talking about it just to try to go through the motions that they actually know what they're talking about they want these kids they want those high schoolers to get better and they're going to push them so it was great to see you know all those guys did a great job anytime they can come out there and help you know during that time of the year it's always awesome for us. That knowledge they brought out there is something they picked up from you. How does that yeah. validate you a little bit or what you taught them to watch them go out there and just remember what you do? Yeah, well, just let me know that they're listening. <laughs> That's for one. Um, but, you know, as far as that validation, it just, um, you know, I know those guys get it, but, you know, it's, it's just great to know that they actually paying attention. And, you know, like I always say, you never know. If they're truly listening until you get into those type of settings, so to, to see that they actually listen and paying attention to the drills, uh, that, that that's huge. CJ the football coach versus CJ the dad. Is the little one following in dad's footsteps? The little one right now? Man, you know what? He's going to have a good shot. You know, he he already picked up a couple offers. You know, you know so he already beat dad in that category. Uh, so we're going to see if those committable offers, you know, in, in about 18 years. But now he's doing great. Um, it, it's great to 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 be back uh, in that feeling again. I mean, it's been 16 years. You know, my daughter's 16, so it's been a long time since I had to change some diapers. And, you know, but uh, he, he's starting to come into his own personality. You know, he's kicking his feet. You know, and then you know, Dad, he making sure that he's keeping that ball high and tight. You know, and. You know, so we're working through the process of trying to get him to, to turn over all the way, and uh, hopefully in a couple of months we'll be crawling. And then uh, once we start walking, we'll be running. Uh, so you know, I'm already preparing him to, to for the training that's, that's that lies ahead for him. You know, because I'm going to ask him, do you want dad the trainer? Do you want coach the trainer? Or do you want the player the thriller? Because it's different now. It's the difference between those three people. So it's going to be very interesting to see which one he picked. Uh, so uh, if he choose the player, then it's. You know, I'd be older, but I'd still be ready to you know, show him the ropes. Still got it. I still, I still got it. I learned, I learned a lot. You know, he he was very prepared and he took advantage of the opportunity. And also, the thing about Phil is that you know, I'm pretty sure y'all guys have had some encounter with him. That he he doesn't talk much, but this spring he was very vocal from a leadership standpoint. And you know, and I told him, you know, you the you the alpha alpha dog in here. That these young guys that they're gonna follow your lead so and he took that took that challenge and he ran with it and he was very vocal very uh, demanding of the of the standard that's set in our room um, and those and those young guys they followed that so I was very pleased with that and I think he uh, and he kind of just really just set the foundation for his summer because 
I mean, if y'all haven't seen him, like, he looks great. He's in a great spot. I mean, he he's poised to to, to have a, a, a big year, and you know, so we just got to continue to just to build on that. But just um, the vocal standpoint was what I really learned because, like I said, he doesn't sell a ton, um, but I think this spring game opportunity kind of really opened up and really, I guess, bring his personality out, and uh, he done a great job with that. Things really changed for him fast last year. He went from Probably being a red shirt to, as you say, the alpha dog of, of spring. Yeah, it did. And honestly, he, I mean, when you really think about Phil, I mean, it was just, you know, the situation with so many guys in there. But I just knew in my heart of hearts that, you know, that this is a guy that can help us. You know, I had to, you know, I had to see his high school tape. I, then I had to had a chance to, to spend some time with him and see him on the practice field. I just knew that, you know, eventually he was going to be able to help us. I didn't know when that was going to come. And, um, you know, and the thing about Phil is that he's very understanding. He's big in his faith, uh, so he didn't get down on himself. And uh, and if he did, he did a great job of just coming and talking and was able to talk through stuff. Uh, but you know, I was very pleased for, for what he for what, how he handled everything that that took place. Uh, well, I mean, it's always important to have depth uh, because when you play this game, it's a violent game. And, you know, just like I said earlier, you always you know, one play away <clears throat> from being a, being a starter. And you want to make sure that you have, you know, depth at your position. And not only depth, but you want to make sure that these guys are prepared. Because it's one thing to have depth, but if your guys are not prepared, then it, it means nothing. So, you know, we just try to do a good job in our room, making sure that we're prepared. Uh, so when our number is called, that we're able to go out there and play at a high level and it's not a, a drop-off. Uh, well, I mean, I just really, this, this summer, I really just spent some time just reflecting on ways I can be better, ways I can help my guys be better. You know, that, that was, you know, going out, you know, talking to other running back coaches, you know, seeing how they do drills, you know, see how they ran their meetings, how they handle their they rotation. That's what I do. I think that's what you have to do as a coach is you have to go out and, and seek advice from other people that have done it a long time. And for me, I got some great uh, NFL coaches that, that I was able to play up under that was, that was very helpful, uh, giving me some insight of how to handle certain situations and giving me drills that I think would be beneficial because you know, when it comes to drills, it's just you want to see your drills translate over to the, to the game field. So I don't want to just be out there just doing backyard drill just to look good on Instagram. You know, I want stuff that's going to translate over to the to the game field. So I was able to, to do that and you know, and then really just continue to just be who I am. You know, you know I, that's the only way that I know I can be successful is being who I am and not trying to be someone else. Um, but at the same time, taking advice from, from other veteran coaches that, that's been in this big a long time. Back on to that depth, you said earlier, you know, the snaps. Yeah, that's, that's what we're just talking about. It's just, you know, I do a great job. I have a, a rep chart, I guess you can call it. And I do, I track all their reps that they do each day. So I kind of know how many reps each guy gets each practice and you know if I feel like one guy is getting more than the other I know how to tailor that so you know I think that's the biggest thing uh, that's been very helpful that, and that's kind of something that I done uh, last year so I can be able to, to manage their load because you know especially you know once we get through the fall camp and get to the season we want those guys to be as fresh as possible come Saturday so I just try to do a good job of just managing them and then, then at the same time I let them know that hey when it's time to go it's time to go and then 
hey, if I decide to, hey, you're not going to take a, a big load today, that doesn't mean that you're getting an off day. It just means you're not going to take as many uh, reps, but you still need to be in tune, you know, mentally. And then uh, once, when it is your time to go, you need to rock and roll. And that's just something that I learned from my running back coach, Tyrone Reedley. You know, he done that when I was in Buffalo. You know, uh, it was some days that I had a, a, a big load, and then it was some days that he tailored it back. And then, he, you know, he talked to me about, hey, it's not an off day still. You know, you're getting your mental reps. You know, I'm still put you in there. But then when it's time to go, I need you to go. So that's just one of those things I kind of just took from him and kind of just put in my room. Was that something No, I think it's something that's already been, that was already, you know, in our offense, you know, before I even got here, you know, and then, you know, we always practice, you know, that stuff because now, like you say, you got, you know, three great guys in there, so you want to try to find a way to, to utilize them and take advantage of them. And, you know, we had been, you know, practicing that stuff, and then we just felt like that particular game was the, the right time to pull it out and showcase it. And, you know, those guys did a great job of executing. What kind of head coach do you think Tony Elliott will be? Just having words with him. I couldn't hear you. What kind of head coach do you think Tony Elliott will be? What type of head coach do I think Coach Elliott is going to be? Uh, I think he's going to do a great job. I mean, just his personality, um, you know, then just the type of man that he is. Uh, he, he fits that Virginia mode perfectly. Um, and I'm pretty sure all those kids got bought in to, to what, he, what he's saying. So, so I'm excited to you know, watch from afar, you know, how his team goes out and play. But you know, I think he's going to do a great job up there of leading them. <clears throat> he, he does a great job of getting his message across very you know, crystal clear. And then thing with Coach Elliott, you know where you stand with him. You know, there's no guessing. So I'm excited for him. I think he's going to have a, it's a, it's a great opportunity for him. I think he's going to have a, he's poised to have a, a great year. How much is your experience from your playing days when you had Reggie, you, and James on the same team and trying to use three backs at the same time and get them all enough touches? Yeah, I mean, uh, it definitely take you back to those. It definitely take me back to those days. Um, and then I just try to, you know, just talk to those guys about just taking advantage of the opportunity. You know, we know, you know, we, we're different than the receivers. Where they can run two or three guys out there, where we can only run one. Um, and then uh, the biggest thing that I talk to them about, honestly, is just the jealousy. You know, that's one thing that me, James, and Reggie, we did not allow creep up in our room because if, if jealousy creep into our room, then it's going to be a long year. It's going to be a frustrating year for everybody. Um, so they just got to have a great appreciation for each and every person's role and their play. And then just understand that everybody brings something totally different, you know, to the table. You know, and I think that's where, you know, me, James, and Reggie did a great job of understanding our, our uh, playing style was totally different than each other. You know, we always rooted for each other. It didn't matter who got the credit. If one scored, we felt like everybody scored because that's how it should be. Um, so, you know, those guys, they understand that. And, I mean, you got, you know, Shipley and, and Marfa, they roommates. So, I mean, if you see one, you're pretty sure the other one's going to be somewhere very close just because of the bond that they got. And then the same thing with Kobe. I mean, he, those guys, they they follow his lead. He's the, he's the, he's the OG, I guess you can say, in the room. Um, so they they fall in his lead, and he's doing a great job of, of communicating and being vocal and, and taking that you know that bull by the horns and, and running with it. And so uh, I'm, I'm excited to see how they continue to grow uh, as a group and, and kind of sit back and watch their chemistry. Hey CJ, when you uh, are out there being these days, how much? of the talk from families, from family members, from players, is about NIL and what's going to happen. It's not about that. It's about 
I used to watch you play when I was in high. I used to watch you play, you know. Uh, I watched so, you play too. Yeah, so it, it, it's really not a ton to talk about NIL stuff on the slate. It, it's really just about these kids want to know, you know, how can you help them? You know, how are they fitting into your system? Um, you know, what type of person are you? What type of coach are you? You know, and stuff like that. So, I, to me, I know I didn't get any NIL questions when I was out there. Um, it was just more about me just trying to promote, you know, who I was as a as a person. Um, because everybody knew who I was as a player, you know, and, and, and it just gave me opportunity to really sit down and uh, really explain who I was as a person. You know, because everybody don't know that. You know, they just only does seen, you know, what they seen on on Saturdays on the game field. So that's kind of what how I went about the spring. Yep. Uh, well, I mean, really the biggest way to, to help with that is just getting on the drug machine, and that's kind of what was my advice for him. Is, hey, man, you, well, really all of my guys in there, they need to be on the drug machine every day, uh, honestly, catching at least 20 to 30 balls. And, you know, that's something that, you know, that I got from the legendary Ward Dunn uh, that, that helped me with my catching ability. And so it's something that I'm just trying to pass along to my guys. Uh, and then really the biggest thing when, when guys really drop balls, is, it has a lot to do with them taking their eyes off the ball, looking up field, looking up field first, and really just, just try to tell them to just, you know, catch the ball, see it all the way through, and then just go from there. So uh, I don't have any words about, you know, Shipley catching the ball. I think he, he can catch the ball very well. Um, I think you just continue to, you just continue to build on it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean all my all my running back coaches that I ever had an encounter with that had some type of influence and I took something away. You know, Coach Burns, you know, he was a coach that, you know, he always had his guys back. You know, he he didn't allow, I guess you can say, other coaches to try to run his room. You know, so that's something that you know that I took uh, from him, and you know, and the, and the thing that he always showed us that he cared, you know, and, and that showed through the way that you know we had conversations in our room, and it wasn't always about football. You know, a lot of conversations were about life. Yeah, so and that and that's what I and that's what I liked about him, you know. And he is what he is, you know. You didn't you didn't have to guess what type of per, player I mean, coach or person Coach Burns was. You knew he still with me, you know. So he knew how to you know get the best out of us and. You know, and, and then at the same time, we trusted it because he had done it for a long time. And, uh, and then he knew how to to rally us, to get us to go out and play hard. All right, thank you, CJ. Coach Streeter will right. be coming to this middle station. Thank you, all guys. Yeah, um, you know, it, it was a great opportunity for me to get back calling plays. You know, I did that for six years or so in my past so it was good to get back doing that first and foremost and then just uh you know getting this this new role a new title um been an awesome opportunity and uh obviously it starts with you know getting the offensive staff gelling and getting us in the same room and really just getting on the same page and um it's been a great process it really has you know obviously coach sweeney has done a great job of putting the staff together he always has and um and, and so we, what we did this spring is we went to work. And um, when you're working with great people, smart, great people, I mean, it, it, it has, we're in a great spot right now. We're working together well. We're all on the same page, like I said. And I think the spring was really good for us to get that done. And then along those same lines, just being able to, 
you know, um, talk through a lot of things about our offense, what we needed to do different, what we needed to, to keep, and, uh, you know, um, obviously in the end it's all about overall execution, and so that's what we're striving to do, and that's what we're working on right now. Yeah. Well, no, um, so it'll be – Kyle Richardson will be helping with that down the field. And then, you know, obviously I'll be in the box calling the plays. I just feel like I can take some of the emotions out of the game and just be able to really focus and lock in up there. Um, still being able to phone call. Like we'll have a phone. Or I can get on a headset with the quarterbacks after every series. So really nothing will change as far as that other than I just won't be there in front of them. Um, so the communication will be really good. Um, and like we did the same thing in the bowl game, and, and uh, I've talked about that throughout the spring as well. So, so it should be a smooth process. Can you describe, can you describe the steps forward that DJ has taken? Yeah, um, he's definitely taken some some really really good steps. Um, you know, obviously he learned a lot of lessons last year. I think a lot of us did. Everybody in the whole program learned a lot of lessons. Um, and I think really where we are as a team. Um, we're going to apply those lessons, and, and it's going to be a lot of fun this year. And it's going to be fun to watch these guys um, produce, you know, after learning all these lessons. And he's one of those guys that learned a lot last year. And so he has really committed, number one, to getting his body in better shape. And uh, he has lost anywhere from 30 to 35 pounds. Um, and he is back healthy. He feels great. Um, his knee is totally healthy. Um, and so he's moving around much better, which has given him a lot more confidence um, uh, each and every day. And so, um, and then his mind, mentally, he's in a really good spot. He had a great spring, and I'm really proud of where he is, battling through some of the stuff he went through last year and, and uh, just overcoming that. And, and that's part of life, and he's learning those lessons, and, and he's doing a great job right now. This time last year, DJ knew he was going to be the guy at quarterback. This year he has some competition or more competition maybe. Um, how, how, how have you seen that kind of change his mentality? Has that given him more of a sense of urgency? Yeah, I definitely think it has. Anytime you have competition, um, you're going to have more of a sense of urgency to get better. And, you know, it started this spring. I mean, he had he had a really good spring. Um, and he got better. And there was th that was very obvious to me. Um, and that helps when you got some guys that come in and, and, and push you. And, and so... There's been some guys that have come into the program that have been able to do that, which has helped everybody. And so I'm just proud of where he is as far as taking on that challenge. Um, not just learning from the mistakes he had last year, but building on some of the confidence that he had last year from overcoming some stuff. And then also, you know, competing each day. And uh, he, like I said, had a great spring. He's in a great spot right now. Um, and um, so, so I feel really good where he is. Yeah, I felt great after the spring with with Cade. He uh, as a quarterback, when you come in in the spring, you know your first spring as a mid-year, still supposed to be in high school. That's a hard jump. Um, there's a lot to absorb. There's a lot of new things going on. You're trying to get acclimated to school, all those things. Um, <clears throat> but we threw him in the fire quick. We wanted to get him as many reps as possible. Um, just so that he could gain that experience and really learn from his mistakes. And that's what he did. He did a great job of, you know, once he made a mistake, just learn from it and not making the same mistake again. And so he got better and better each and every day. Um, very talented player. Uh, going to be a very, very good leader on our team. Already is a good leader on our team.
And so uh, the, the future's bright for him for sure, um, and, and he'll just continue to get better. But and then I challenged him after spring ball to really reabsorb everything because in my past I've seen a lot of jump and growth from the spring practice until preseason camp because now they get a chance to sit back, take a deep breath, and really um, absorb it, reabsorb it, regurgitate it from the spring, watch more film, go out there this summer and do all the skills and drills practices that they do. So um, he's progressing along very, very well. Yeah, um, I would say, you know, number one is that um, we're all in this together, you know, we're all in this together, and, and there was, everybody just kind of rallied around each other, nobody pointed fingers, whether it was the players or the coaches, and they just, we just kind of rallied the troops. And, and we were on a mission each and every week. And that's the beauty of college football, too, is every week you get to start over and you have a new test that next Saturday. And so that's what we did. We just put our heads down and, and, and did the best we possibly could. And, um, you know, when you're working with great people and, and high-character people that care about each other, um, usually good things happen. And um, so we were blessed to come out with that 10-win season and, and win six in a row at the end. And, um, a lot of teams wish they could have been in those in our shoes. <laughs> Coach should have a lot more continuity on the offensive line than you had last year. Um, how much does getting a guy like J Mac back um, mean for your offensive line? Oh, that's a big shot in the arm. I'm telling you, this guy, this guy's a, a, a unbelievable leader for our team. Um, unbelievable worker. He brings guys along with him wherever he goes, and that's why he's such a good leader. Um, he's got the most votes by anybody on our offense as far as, you know, just leadership role stuff and, and being committed. Um, and so he's not just a talented, talented player um, that could play multiple positions. He could play anywhere on the offensive line. And, um, and so uh, that, that's, that's a blessing, and, and he's showing his younger – um, teammates that by learning other positions and by having a knowledge and, and a big picture knowledge of, uh, of this offense is so critical and so he's a huge asset to this program. Yeah, I mean, he's brought a great dynamic to the quarterback room. Um, I'm so proud of the whole room. You know, ever since I've been here, I've been fortunate to have a great room. You know, there's been high-character guys each and every year, which makes it a lot of fun for me and a lot of fun for the guys. And I, I, in the first meeting that we have every year, you know, we talk about, hey, you're supposed to go try beating him out. And then you, you're supposed to beat him out. You're supposed to be, we all know everybody's trying to get to that starting job. And, and so let's do a good job of encouraging each other and coaching each other up and having fun with it. Because when there's negative vibes in the room, it's just going to make your performance drop or dip. And so we don't want that. And so our guys have always done an awesome job. And Kay did the same thing. I mean, he was great on how he has approached um, the other quarterbacks and how he is in the room. But like you said, he brings a great energy a great personality, um, and uh, he's a natural leader, like you said. I mean, he he really um, brightens the room up right away when he walks in, and so um, we're really excited about having him. I know everybody's 
great in our room as far as getting along and just you know getting in the room together and just kind of hashing it out. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I would say you know he's a poised kid, very athletic, um, and really um, just confidence. You know, he's got a confidence about his ability and his ability to take charge of an offense. You know, that's what he does, and and um, he finds a way to get it done. I mean, I think. A lot of people compare him to, you know, the skill sets that Deshaun had, and there are definitely some similarities there. Um, so I feel like he's a guy that can make all the throws and um, and yet still get you out of a jam because he's so athletic. And um, and so I'm just excited to watch him uh, this preseason camp and see how he's progressed. How is Cade's presence Um. Well, I think anytime you have a another guy that is a very talented player that that um, can create some competition, it just makes you better. And so DJ has definitely accepted Cade in a lot of different ways. They become close and good friends, and um, it's just has pushed DJ even more, and uh, it's challenged him, and and that's what it should do. That's what competition is all about, and so. Um, DJ and K get along great, like I said, and, and uh, it's been fun to watch them so far. DJ's faced adversity or criticism from the outside like he did last year. How did he handle that? How did you see that this season? Yeah, um, well, you know, I think I, I, I really think he handled it very well as far as, well, he did nothing but take responsibility. He did nothing. He never pointed fingers. He never was... Um, you know, was a distraction at all, and he owned up to everything, and and it wasn't all his fault. <laughs> you know, that's what that's what I gotta keep. We gotta keep telling him because that's the truth. You know, and but that's the position that he signed up for. So we're ready to accept that, and he's ready to accept that, and he knows that that's part of the the job. But I really believe that he just continued to battle. Was it hard for him? Yes, there's no doubt. Um, but I do think that as the year went on, he learned how to handle that, and he got more and more confident as the year went on. And so it was good to see him push through a lot of adversity, and, and uh, he grew a lot. He did go through a lot, right? I mean, those, those two games he started for, for Lawrence, everybody was thinking, oh, we got another Lawrence, yeah. and then all of a sudden it just wasn't quite there. Yeah. Well, there's a variety of reasons, but, but one being, hey, he wasn't the starter whenever he – took over for Trevor because of those two games Trevor I think had COVID those two weeks and so um, so there wasn't that pressure he was the backup guy you know that came in and could be the hero so he didn't have that pressure for however long before the season of being known as the starter and now having to follow Trevor Lawrence and, and all those things so he had to battle through some of those things and uh, you know I think like I said in the end he just learned a lot of lessons and got better and better Absolutely, hundred percent. Um, and you named him. Uh, Will Shipley's been an incredible leader for this team. When he first got here, we knew that was going to happen. I mean, he is he is very demanding and um, holds guys accountable, and that's what you want. 
That's what you want. You want guys that can really, really hold the team accountable. So the coaches aren't always having to do that. And so Kate, or I mean, uh, uh, Shipley's definitely one of those guys. And, uh, and there's, I could name a bunch of them, but but he's definitely the leader of the pack. Expanding upon like these running backs, how much of a benefit is it to have a stable of horses that you can throw? Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, we have. We're as deep at that position since I've been here. I mean, this is this is as good of a group as I've seen um, since I've been here for the last seven or eight years, and um, as a whole collective unit. Um, you know, you got Will Shipley, who we saw, you know, what he can do last year, and just the toughness that he brings to the table. He's super smart. He learns it fast. He can absorb it, and he can do everything from catching the ball out of the backfield to running inside the tackles, running outside the tackles. Um, and, um, you know, he's just a, a guy that has a lot of grit, and uh, guys rally around him a lot. Um, and then Kobe Pace and Phil Maffa have proven themselves last year as well to, to do a lot of good things. And so just for me being super confident in all three of those guys, um, uh, you know, we're excited about the future because they're going to help us a ton this year. Bruce was saying terminology wise, and some things had to be changed with some, I guess, the Clemson family, next Clemson family now kind of moving on to the places. What was that process like to kind of install this in the spring? Yeah, you know, as a, as an offensive staff, um, you know, we just had to do a good job of picking and choosing what we wanted to keep in the offense and what we wanted to change in the offense and what we wanted to tweak in the offense. And there's a lot of those changes that went about throughout the, the spring, and terminology is one of them. I mean, it's we needed to change our terminology and be able to start fresh. I think that's good for our players to start fresh after a while. And so, you know, obviously we sold that to our players, and they did a great job of absorbing everything this spring and continue it on throughout the summer. And so um, it was a really good process, and it went smooth. And, and I'll tell you, when you really challenge guys to, um, you know, absorb some stuff, they did a great job of, of really um, just taking one day at a time and getting better with it. And so so I think by the time we get to preseason camp, it's going to be even more cleaner, um, and, and these guys are going to be even more comfortable going out there. And I know you all can't be out there uh, during the summer, but just some of the feedback you've heard on Cade and yeah, I mean, the guys are saying that everybody's working hard. I mean, number one, there's they're putting in the extra work, and, and that's really, really good to hear. Um, doesn't surprise us because uh, that's who our team was all last year as well. They never stopped working. And, and so everybody's saying that the summer's going awesome, um, and they're working hard, and, and I really believe, you know, all those new guys that you mentioned are doing great just for that reason of being able to be here for Cade, being able to be here for, you know, the spring, and then going through it again this summer is helping him just having more and more confidence. And Antonio Williams is doing great out there too and just kind of he's trying to soak it all in as well. So, I mean, that's just to name a few. Um, but it seems to be going very, very well right now. Is it any different being the guy in charge than the uh, and part of the um, yeah, I mean, you have more. You definitely have more responsibilities, and and you have more um, things that you got to think about and prepare. Um, just coming in each every every day, just having a plan, you know, not just going in and, and, and kind of waiting to hear and see what the plan is. It's hey, you're in charge of the plan. So yeah, there's definitely more responsibilities and. But I love those responsibilities. I love um, 
having the opportunity to, you know, be organized and, and, and having a good plan for the day and, uh, and just making sure our guy, myself and our guys and our team take one day at a time and just do the best we possibly can one day at a time. Is there going to be some street or flair to this offense perhaps? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's – I mean, whether it's, it's – it's, the Clemson offense, but yeah, we're putting our minds together, and and uh, all of us in that room have done a great job of gelling together and, and putting a lot of different ideas on the table, and you know, really hashing them out, and and that's part of the process of having a new staff and just getting on the same page, and and hey, what what do we have? What type of players do we have? Who do we need to get the ball to? And then let's make it simple for them um, and, and make sure that they go have a good time. I mean, it seems crazy because a couple of years ago there was a certain group, a veteran group, of offensive coaches in that room. And now all of a sudden you look around and it's guys you've worked with before. Yeah. But, you know, it's still guys all in new roles. Yeah, no doubt. There's a lot of new roles in that room. And, and to be honest, that makes it exciting. It really does. And it brings fresh and new ideas and new thoughts and every single one of those guys in that room whether it's the full-time staff or the support staff are unbelievable character high character guys that are going to influence our players each and every day in a positive way and then number two they're really smart guys and so when you get that combination it makes it a lot of fun Kind of along those same lines, what does Coach Yeah, I mean, he's got a ton of experience. You know, he's got a lot of experience at the college level and obviously successful at the high school level. So he's kind of gone for a full circle and has a ton of experience that he can bring to the table um, with new ideas, fresh ideas, things that fit the offense that we want to be, um, and, and things that he's done in the past that can kind of. Um, piece together, and so um, he's done an awesome job. Just excited about him being a part of this thing. Body type-wise, Dabo kind of drew parallels between when Deshaun arrived and Cade kind of said maybe they were upper 180s and really to get the Yeah, Cade um, has done a good job. I think, he, I think he was around 179 when he first got here, and he's somewhere in the mid, mid to upper 180s right now. So he's put on some really good, solid weight. Um, but like you said, it did, um, from what I understand, when Deshaun got here, I wasn't here for his freshman year, but it was very similar. He was in the 170s as well, and so similar body types for sure. Would you say, I think you guys have spring footwork kind of yeah. one of the main things for a quarterback starting out. That's, one of the main things. that's one of the things we talked about in our exit meeting is, hey, Whenever you know where everybody is and where they're going immediately, then you can start cleaning up some of your footwork and you can kind of hone in on that. But that spring, that first spring, you know, you're trying to you're trying to figure it all out and usually your footwork's a little bit sloppy. So that's something that he went and got detailed on this summer and uh, he's assured me that he's definitely uh, improved in that area. And it was, I, I can remember like it was yesterday, it was the same thing with with DJ, same thing with uh, Trevor, same thing. I mean, all the guys go through that same process. And so um, it's just about, hey, having that confidence and knowing where everybody is and then transitioning to, hey, that footwork, the little details of the footwork um, are very important. Why would you your game plan and how you guys were able to yourself your game? 
What's it going to be like to have those guys back in full force this year? And what are some of the things that you guys might have picked up last year as far as maybe maintaining their health or something that they yeah. didn't want to do and what was going on? Yeah, I, you know, we just had a tough – we had some tough luck last year, you know, injury-wise. I mean, that's – that's what it was. I mean, I know our strength staff and our training staff have, have looked into it many different ways and, and, and have, have tweaked things here and there. But, um, but hey, I'm so excited about, you know, a healthy team. You know, starting out this preseason, we're going to have everybody healthy, you know, pretty much except for maybe Adam Randall right now. And, and so we're, we're really, really excited um, about those guys being healthy and having a full room ready to go. Um, and that's something we hadn't had in a little while. Even in the spring, we had a lot of guys missing, you know. And so, um, and I think one of the lessons that we learned last year, one of the lessons the players have learned especially is, man, they got to be able to learn multiple positions, you know. It's very important to understand what the other guy's doing at receiver because, you never know what can happen, and it's that next man up mentality for sure. But also, what else do you know at other positions? Because it just makes you more valuable whenever you can learn multiple positions. Same thing with the offensive line. You know, the more positions they know, the more valuable they're going to be. And so, um, but just going into camp, man, full steam ahead, excited about the health of our team. Two guys last year got injured. First of all, think now? Yeah, just excited about both of those guys. I mean, those are two dynamic football players. Um, you know, Will Taylor obviously finished the baseball season and played the last, whatever, 15 games or something and um, recovered very quickly, and he's full speed, full go. I mean, he's electric uh, with the ball in his hands. And so, uh, and what an unbelievable kid. He's a perfect example of Man, he came into my room and met with us most of the year last year as a quarterback. And then now he's transitioning more to a receiver and just being an unselfish player and, and, and just excited about his knowledge of the game, where he is, and uh, his electric um, game-playing ability. Um, and then who else did you mention? Stilato, yeah. He had, a, he had a really good spring, and then he tweaked his hamstring, hamstring a little bit in the spring. So I think the big thing for him is just to stay healthy, you know, because he had a really good – I think he was there the majority of the time in the spring, but still tweaked it and missed a handful of practices. And, and so the big thing for him, again, is that consistency, staying healthy. Um, but he's an electric guy too. He made a bunch of plays out there this spring that, that he can build off of confidence-wise. How do you handle a guy like that mentally coming into his first year, he's injured, he doesn't get yeah. reps, yeah. Well, I think that's what our program is really all about is, man, putting our arms around him in every facet of our program, whether it's the coaches, the players, the support staff, the trainers, um, our Paul Journey program. I mean, that's what we're about is when guys are going through some adversity in their life, especially at a young age, man, how can we help them? And so everybody just kind of chipped in and, and, and is able to pick a kid up, find some extra time to talk to them, make sure you have conversations and communication with them weekly and daily and just making sure that they're doing okay and that this is part of life. And so... Um, I think we do a really good job of that for a lot of different examples. Last year, all the adversity you guys did face, do you think that becomes an attribute this year? 100%. 100%. Yep. Yeah. We're, we're excited about moving forward and, and uh, 
and, and taking those lessons that we learned and, and applying them to this year. Sorry, having a receiver like Will, who has such great quarterback skills, how, how much fun does that make as a play card for you to try to work some trickery in there throughout yeah. the season? No, it makes it fun. It makes you be more creative, and it, and it gives you confidence that you can trust a guy because he, he's been in your room for a year, and he knows what to expect, and he knows what to do. And so when he understands the big picture and he has that skill set on top of that, it makes it special. It makes it more fun for me. Obviously, oh, no, they're battling it out right now. They're battling out. They're doing a great job. You know, Hunter Helms has been really, really good um, and just continues to grow, continues to get better. And then Billy came in a year ago, and, man, he's a talented kid that continues to get better and better, too. So they're, they're definitely battling um, each and every day and, uh, you know, making each other better. Obviously, Coach Nelson is a busy man. Yeah. Heading into your first season at the helm, is there any advice he's given you that you Um, you know, really the advice was whenever he was here as a coach. You know, um, when I was coaching for him, um, I learned a lot of things from from Tony Elliott. Just you know, his managing style as an offensive coordinator and. And uh, just just his insight on a lot of different areas. He did a great job of that. But I learned that whenever I was here with him. And so we definitely have stayed in touch and and, and have talked, um, you know, just mostly catching up and, and, and small talk. But he's doing great, and I know that his future is very bright. And he's used Will Taylor's. Um, man, we're going to use him in, in different ways. I mean, we're going to go through preseason and kind of see where he fits the mold. But, you know, he's going to come out as a start or as a uh, slot receiver. Um, and then, hey, we could potentially put him back there at quarterback if we need to as, a, as a, you know, some, some creativity there. But, you know, those would be the two spots. It's just something you don't always have, right? Yeah. So many yeah, oh, no doubt. Anytime you got a guy that has played quarterback before and has moved to other positions, man, it gives you just more opportunity to be more creative. Heck, he might be a punter, he might be a kicker, you never know. <laughs> say, say that again. Yeah, I mean, just the role as offensive coordinator is an honor and privilege here at Clemson. I mean, it's it's the place where I came to school, my alma mater, um, and I've been able to be mentored in a lot of different ways, a lot of different areas. Start with Coach Sweeney um, and Tony Elliott and Jeff Scott, and just learned a lot of different ways to to lead a group. And um, I've done it in my past before, so I have my philosophy as well. And that philosophy changes sometimes as you go through um, different changes on staffs. But I'm just excited about being at my alma mater, having an opportunity to lead this group of young men, and having a great staff around me um, to help support me in a lot of different ways. If you're in the Eastern Midlands and PD area and you're in any way interested in buying and selling a home, commercial property, land, need to consider reaching out to Uptown Realty. They're based out of Sumter and run by a friend of mine, Patrick Enzer, big Clemson guy, used to cover the Tigers in a newspaper capacity, longtime supporter of Tiger Illustrated, longtime listener to the Dubcast. The home buying process should be an enjoyable experience, so let Patrick and his staff do all the heavy lifting. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call 803-774-0435 or go to UptownRealtySC.com. 
want to share a quick word about Founders Federal Credit Union. If you've been to a sporting event in Clemson, you've probably heard about Founders already. They are the official credit union partner of the Clemson Tigers. In addition to that, all Clemson faculty, staff, and students are eligible for membership as well as IPTA members. Matt Gross is a proud Clemson alum and the vice president for the Clemson market for Founders Federal Credit Union. Matt's office is located beside the Walmart neighborhood market on Old Greenville Highway in Clemson. For more information, go to foundersfcu.com. Another loyal supporter of the Dubcast is Blackacre Law Firm in Greenville, a subsidiary of Parm Smith and Archenthold. Blackacre helps South Carolina residents achieve their dreams of home ownership by providing experienced professional representation for real estate closings. Attention to detail is crucial in real estate law. Blackacre is committed to making sure nothing gets by them preparing residential or commercial closings. Blackacre also offers estate planning services for their clients in the Greenville area. Find out more about Blackacre at 864-326-350. Zero seven. Hey man, let me let me sit down and fix my shirt first so my man boobs look a little better. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, we have Nick Easton, so go ahead with questions. Hey coach, I guess what Um, you know, Brian and Trey are really uh, have done a really tremendous job of, of taking care of their bodies this offseason. Um, you know, um, they're 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 going to be that's going to be a constant thing. They're going to have to continue to work on throughout the year. Um, they're going to have to learn how to be pros be, before they become pros. But right now, they got to be the best Clemson Tigers they can be for themselves. And I really challenge them. You know, as they get they've gotten cleared, all right, to play. But I've challenged them to make sure that they do a good job of kind of doing being more proactive in terms of taking care of their bodies. Um, that comes down to just eating right, getting plenty of rest, and uh, spending a lot of time in the training room just kind of being proactive, um, stretching, um, getting in the ice tub. Those things are going to be really important for them as they move forward uh, just to prevent those injuries. And um, as everybody knows, like, you know, we were decimated by injury at defensive line last year, uh, which really hurt the team a lot. So uh, just really just, you know, been focusing on that, just, just really encouraging those guys. Uh, you know, to kind of take care of themselves like pros. And, and oh yeah, we're, we're we're ready to rock and roll. You know, um, but but like you know, like I mentioned earlier, man, just gotta we gotta do a good job being proactive with our bodies and stretching and doing all the things to, to prevent injuries, um, which we've had a lot of them at the defensive line position in the past. So um, I've challenged them to do that. They've stepped up to the challenge thus far. Uh, they just got to be consistent throughout the season. Is that something different than what they're used to from, uh, you know, since past? I mean, what have you brought that's different, you know, with you from Auburn? I, I think for me, just having the professional experience, um, I've been around a lot of great players, the Willie McGinnis, the Shannon Sharps of the world. Uh, one of those things that I've learned from being around pro guys that have played double-digit seasons and longer, man, it's all about how you take care of your body. Um, you know, those guys spend a lot of time in the ice tub, uh, spend more time trying to recover more than anything, the acupuncture, uh, yoga, uh, you know, uh, dry needling, whatever it takes uh, to be able to recover. And so that's that's how you can extend your career. And so I've taken that knowledge that I've learned, you know, in the pros and, and just kind of brought it to the college level, man, just trying to encourage guys, say, hey, guys, I don't, you know, I don't know what you, you know, think that the pros are about, but, you know, here's what I've seen and here's what I learned over the, you know, the 18 years, 19 years that I was there in the league. Um, and so I just passed on the information and, uh, you know, they, they they trust me, you know, at this point in time. So they, they stepped up to the challenge, and, and uh, I see more guys in there uh, working with Dr. Bina uh, to take care of their bodies. 
can you uh, describe just how freaky this defense really Um, you know, uh, we're very talented. Uh, I think that. Um, you know, the great teams that I've been a part of and, and I've played with always have depth. And I think we, 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 we have some of the best depth in the country. Um, you know, everybody in the room can play. Um, and so, you know, you know, it's talking about Brian Brzee, the Rukororo, uh, Tyler Davis, and Peyton Page, and E.T., Ruben, Cape Hart, I mean, Trey Williams, they all bring, you know, something to the table. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's a really a good situation for me to be in as long as we stay healthy. Um, but they can all do it all. Um, each one of them have their own set, set of skills um, that they're really good at and things they do well. And uh, it's going to make us a, a really great defensive line. Um, and the guys put in the hard work, we'll be the best in the country. And so it's just my job to make sure that, you know, I'm demanding but not demeaning, and I challenge those guys every day. Um, but we have all the tools, all the tools you're looking for in the defensive line. Um, and all of our guys in the room, we have it. Um, I think it's just going to be a, you know, a challenge for us to make sure we just stay healthy. Um, and that's the biggest thing that I'm really focusing on, as well as just continue developing the talent in the room. Um, I really truly feel like, you know, you're always going to be developing talent, whether you're coaching in high school, whether you're coaching on the college level, or even in the pros. You know, it's, it's about developing your talent that you have. And, um, but these guys have the skill set uh, to do it. And uh, we're just going to move uh, forward and just continue to work. He has been amazing. Um, you know, for me, I, I, you know, I just actually was on the treadmill trying to lose a few pounds myself. Uh, but uh, he was, uh, man, he's been awesome. Um, he's a tough kid. You know, I, you know, I've, Mike Tomlin. You know, something I learned as the Steelers, I'd rather say woe than sick him. Um, he's a kid that you have to say woe um, because he's always going to give you 150 percent everything that he got that he has and uh, so uh, it's just been you know for me it's just like you know hey man we gotta you guys a long season I need you for all how many of us gonna take you to get to the national championship I need you in all of those and so um, but he's he's working really hard he's been great um, even when he was you know uh, still going through his rehab he was present at practice been present in meetings and uh, so he's been he's been doing a really good job of just you know, not only getting back, but continue to just, you know, be more of a leader in the role that he's in. Is he the most vocal leader you've got in your room? I know Tyler's kind of more of a soft-spoken type of guy. Plays, lets his actions on the field do his talking. Yeah, they, they, they all lead in their own way, but, you know, from vocally, probably more Tyler. You know, I think uh, my personality came in the room, they all kind of backed off and was kind of like, whoa, you know, when I came in the room. But I would say it'd be Tyler Root. Um, Brzee, they all they all will talk, you know. Um, Cape Harp, not so much. Peyton Bay, not so much. Um, but you know, you know, leadership for me is 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 action and example. You know, not a position or title. So, um, but but those probably three guys be more the vocal ones. Rook, you know, Tyler and, and Brzee. Can you describe how this new defense or the defense is going to look under Coach Goodwin? Yeah. What Coach Venables? Man, I, I just think for me, you know, I'm going to work really, 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 really hard this year um, to, to, to assist Wes, be a servant to him, um, to, to, to help him be the best defensive coordinator in the country. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, are, may underestimate him, but, hey, big surprises come in small packages. And with him standing at 4'11", um, you know, I think people – I'm not going to be surprised, you know, with the way our defense is going to look. And I think Wes is going to bring his own uh, uh, taste and flavor to this defense. 
and I'm really excited about some of the things that he's going to do. Um, we'll just be multiple. There are a lot of things we're going to do. We have a lot of talent, and we're going to do a great job uh, of putting guys in, in, in position to make plays. And Wes knows the talents that we have at every position on every level. Um, he studied the game. He knows the game. Um, and and I, I love working with him. Uh, he reminds me of Dick LeBeau, um, who, I, who, who I was my defensive coordinator, still is who I worked with when I was coaching at the Tennessee Titans. And uh, he's going to put our guys in position to make plays. Man, I'm really truly excited about it. Um, you know, things are going to be a, a, a lot simpler, um, yet complicated at times when we need to be, um, and let our guys play fast. You know, I think that's the difference. He's a younger guy, relatively speaking, in coaching standards. Yeah. So, I mean, that speaks to a guy that's been that's had a degree of talent. Or yeah. You can kind of just see it with this guy. So, yeah. for someone who might not be in the know, just describe to me what that is like. Oh, uh, with Wes? Yes. Man, Wes knows. I mean, he studies the game. He loves the game. Um, you know, in his free time at home, he's probably drawing up plays, and I'm not just exaggerating. Um, he 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 knows from the back end to the front end, and he's always been like that since he stepped in this building. Um, from just talking to Woody McCorvey and Coach Sweeney, uh, because I didn't know Wes. Uh, we have a lot of mutual acquaintances uh, from during the period of time he worked at the Arizona Cardinals uh, out there with Bruce Arians. Um, that go, those all those guys being from Pittsburgh. Uh, but those guys, man, spoke very highly of him. Um, but man, he is a—he's a—he's a coach of the game. Um, he knows it all, man. He—he he really takes pride in what he does. Um, he's a great family man. Loves his wife and kids, and such a really good person, you know. And uh, you know that matters a lot to me. Just being a good person, man. He knows how to treat people right, and uh, he's a guy you want to work for and work with. And uh, you know, I'm just excited uh, for him to have this opportunity. He deserved it, you know. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, people are just wondering, like, who is Wes Goodwin? Uh, but I guarantee you'll find out this season. And, uh, you know, we're going to, you know, me and the rest of the support staff and assistant coaches, man, we're going to do everything in our power to make sure he succeeds by doing our part and having his back. And so uh, with Wes, man, he's, he's really smart. Um, you know, he's going to be able to make a lot of adjustments, which that's what it takes to be a defensive coordinator. You got to be willing to adjust, and he's going to be able to do that. Um, he takes takes all of our opinions in consideration, and we all work together. We all have a part in this, so he's not by himself. Um, so, man, I like, I, I really love working with him. I'm very unselfish, and uh, you know, he's going to have a lot of success. And players love him as well, so it's going to be great. Walked into a room full of poly recruiting guys. Yeah. What was it like to see guys like ET and Rook? Get the development they did last year due to injury uh, and be where they are now. Man, it was huge. Uh, that playing time did, did them a lot of good. Um, if you if you go back for me, I went back and studied a lot of tape from when they when they first got here until last year. And, um, and speaking of those two, you know, Rook and Et made huge strides uh, just with that playing time. Um, and so, man, just looking forward to big things coming in the last year. You know, and that's the unique thing about the defensive line room is when you have a lot of depth. Um, you know, next man up. And so, uh, you know, for guys like Rook and ET, this year is just going to be uh, even better for me. The expectations going to be higher uh, that I push them to be better versions of themselves. What about guys fresh having that rotation? The guys being able to put them Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, nobody should be loafing. If you do, you might be in trouble because there's enough talent in this room that the next guy may take your spot the next week. Uh, so, you know, I love being a part of that, man. Anytime you got competition in the room, it just makes everybody better. Um, and so, like, you know, I believe guys are going to step up to the challenge. But, man, we, we should be fresh. Um, guys should be going 110 miles per hour. 
uh, as long as we stay stay healthy, man, we, we can be a really dominant defensive line this year uh, with the talent that we have in the room, the guys that are coming back, and with everybody being healthy. About your ends, coach Oh man, it's 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 a huge luxury. I mean, you're talking about you know Miles and you know KJ and uh, XT and and Masco, Man, you know those are four guys who have all the tools to play at the next level, and uh, they'll do a really good job, man. Me and Coach Ski and the defensive line, we all work together. Um, you know, we meet meet together often, and uh, so it's, it's all interchangeable. Um, and with some of the things that we're bringing to the table this year, you know, for myself and just kind of talking with West, man, we'll mix and move those guys around this year. Um, so you'll see guys line up at different multiple positions, and this year from the ends being the tackles, and um, just really excited about it. But yeah, the talent level on the outside, man, just makes it easier. When you got dudes across the board, I mean, it's hard to kind of. You know, protect one. I mean, you got to protect four. And if you look at the, you know, guys in the NFL, and you know, look at the Rams. I mean, the number of guys they got up front. And then people talk about Aaron Donald, but you also got Von Miller. You got Leonard Floyd. You got all these guys um, that you got to protect. And that's kind of how I see a defensive line. Uh, we we have talent at every level. We have depth. Um, guys that can come in and start. You know, for us. And so, you know, for me, there's no really, you know, first team, second team, and they all first teamers in my my eyes. And uh, um, it's just an honor and pleasure to be able to coach them. Who's been the transformation you see Oh, man, Peyton Page for me had the most improved this spring. Uh, from where I heard that I wasn't here last year when he got here, but I heard he was almost 400 pounds. He looked like me. Uh, so, but man, from, from the transformation he, he's made, uh, you know, coming in from last year and some of the things that I saw on tape, you know, just, just what areas that he needed to improve on. I mean, he really stepped up to the challenge. Um, he came in, changed his body. I think he's lost about 40, 50 pounds. I mean, he looks like a different person. And he had a really good spring. Um, he's a guy uh, that's going to be a dominant nose tackle on the interior, in the inside moving forward, man. He has all the tools, um, very smart, you know, very engaged in meetings. Um, and I'm looking for a really kind of breakout year for him this year. Uh, but I would definitely say he's the most improved. Uh, next up will be DeMonte Capehart, um, who's really uh, coming to his own. He's somebody that's dealt with a lot of injuries as well. Um, you know, and so I've just really challenged him this spring to stay healthy, man. And he really went through the, through the spring without really any major injuries and was able to go out and get reps. And he got better. Um, he's somebody else uh, that I'm expecting big things uh, that, that are going to surprise a lot of people. Um, because he has all the tools, man. Kid's 6'5", 310 pounds, 305, man. He moves well. Um, he just learned to just, you know, play with great pad level and execute his technique and fundamentals. He's going to be dominant as well. So those are really two young guys, man, just really excited about that, that, are, that, are, that are going to be, uh, I think, a surprise to a lot of people. Not a surprise to me, but they put in the work on um, this offseason. You know, last year was my, my first year um, in college ball at Auburn. I was you know, recently with the Cincinnati Bengals in 19 and 20. And I think a lot of people, <clears throat> for me, just was, you know, questioning, like, well, how, is he gonna, how are you going to be able to recruit? And, you know, I laughed at that when, uh, when some of the college coaches asked that, well, how are you going to be able to recruit? Well, I'm the one that's played in two Super Bowls. Uh, you know, I played in the league for 11 years, and I'm from South Georgia, you know, small town, so I know how to talk to people because everybody knows everybody where I'm from and Lions. And so, you know, like being able to have authentic conversations with people, 
uh, was going to be real easy for me. Um, you know, but just, you know, I just try to be my authentic self, man. I, you know, this this place, Clemson will sell itself. Um, our facilities, um, you know, so I just need to get the recruits here. You know, Dabo will knock it out the park being who he is. You know, he's going to talk for about four hours, and you'll know everything about him, the facilities, our staff, his family, and the city of Clemson, you know. And so, uh, and that's what make us make this place unique and better than any place in the country. It's, it's the people in the building. Um, I keep saying it, man, we have a wonderful staff, you know, just in, in every, every department of our, our facility, man. And everybody here is just good people. So if I can just get a recruit, recruit on campus, uh, everybody else will do their job. And, man, it makes it easy for me to recruit. Uh, so it's, it's easy. You know, I just really take time to uh, allow recruits and their parents to, get, to see who I am as a person. You know, uh, it's easy to go on the Internet. And you can Google and you send the places I've been, some of the things I've done. But, you know, who really is Nick Eason? And that goes down to just, you know, talking about my past and all of it ain't clean, you know, good. I didn't grow up with my dad, you know, in the house. My mom had me, she was 18 years old. Lived with my grandparents, you know, who ended up getting their GEDs, but great people got married. My grandmother was 14, my grandfather was 17. So people want to hear those things about who, who, who am I really as a person? Um, who, who are they going to be sending their son off to be with, to be around, who, to be molded as a man and as a football player for the next three or four years of their lives? And so, you know, for me, it makes it easy, you know. Um, so I, I enjoy the recruiting process. You know, we're not going to get everybody. I'm not going to get everybody. Um, the kids that, that, that love what we bring to the table as, a, as Clemson, you know, will come, and the ones that don't will go other places, you know, depending on what we're looking for. If, you, if you're looking for a faith, faith-based program or – that's going to treat you like family. That's going to develop you as a man. I mean, we have Paul Journey, which is the best in the country, you know, and the Clemson's for you. Um, if, you if you're trying to, you know, chase dollars, this might this ain't the place for you, you know. And, uh, and I'm okay with that. You know, NIL has really changed the game, and, 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 and kids earn it, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, we don't leave with that. You know, we, we have NIL plans here at Clemson, but we're not going to leave, leave with that, man. We want you to love Clemson like I loved and came here for reasons of education and the facilities and, and the people in this building and how we can mold you as a man, and that hasn't changed. So um, I'm just really excited to, to be a part of it. Do you feel like you've answered questions about if you can recruit? Huh? Do you feel like you've answered those questions about if you can No, I, I haven't answered the recruiting. Can I recruit? No. I, the thing about this for me is is that, you know, uh, recruiting is, is, is not a one-man job and is every day for me. Um, and so, you know, as I continue to – Get the commitments coming in. I know I got to work even harder. You know what I mean. And uh, so I don't. I try not to read the newspaper clippings, man. And, and uh, I, I want to make sure I remain humble and stay hungry during this process, man. I think a lot of times, uh, you know, people that have had success in recruiting or teams that have had success in winning get real comfortable, all right, and and think they don't have to, you know, reach out to parents and and talk to the coaches. But that's that's got to be an everyday thing, and it's got to be real too at the same time. You got to love what you're doing. Um, but but for me, yeah, I think I'm starting to answer those questions if I can recruit. Um, so you know, I, you know, for me, it's just about being authentic. You know, just being real, being what you are, being respectful, and loving on people, being a servant to people, and uh, that's just who I've been. That's who I've always been. How much do you think recruits are aware of, of the reputation that Clemson's established over the last seven or eight years as kind of being DLU, all the talent that they produce and put into the league, and yeah. uh, you know, the, the, their rankings and defensive rankings? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, um, I think recruits and people are aware of the, of the defensive tradition that's been here over the years. 
Uh, but my story has always been I'll bring guys here on a recruiting visit. They'll come sit in my room. They'll see all the names. They'll see my name. They'll see the DJ readers of the world. But th those have been our stories. And, and, and for me, you know, just because I, you know, coach in the NFL and I play in the NFL and I've done this, that, and the third, you know, doesn't mean that that's going to be you. If you put the work in, it can happen like that before for you. But if you don't and you're lazy, uh, you don't love football, then it might not happen for you. Um, so everybody has kind of created their own story. All the, the great players that have came through here have created their own um, stories by the hard work they put in. It just don't, it's just not going to happen because you choose to come here. You know, the championships that are won here at Clemson are won when nobody's watching. You know, and that's why our guys are here in the weight room. Uh, Coach Bassin, you know, and our weight room staff are just challenging our, our players, man, to be great. And that's what the championships have won. And I think, you know, people just need to realize that, especially recruits, man. You know, you watch guys play on Sunday, but they don't see the acupuncture, the chirotherapy, the massage therapy, the twice a week with the massages and all the other things that go on behind, behind the scenes, you know. And so those things are what win championships, you know. And, um, you know, I just think that, uh, you know, we're just going to gonna, we're gonna be great. Yeah, we're going to be great. What kind of season do you think you're going to have for Tyler Davis this year? Tyler? Well, you know, I think Tyler's going to be great. He's got to stay healthy. Um, but he's been tr truly a leader. I saw that with, at the workouts when we started mat drills. Um, he's, been, he's been awesome um, in the classroom, been awesome on the field, been awesome in the community. And uh, I think he's going to have a very dominant year. Um, I, I think some of the things that, uh, that Wes is going to do and that I've kind of brought to the table um, is going to really cater to his skill set. And uh, you'll see guys, you know, you know, elevate their level of play this year. Um, that's my job to make sure I do that. You know, I didn't, I didn't recruit these guys in the room. And you know, anytime you take on a new job, you know, somebody's always inheriting somebody else's room. I'm inheriting Todd Bates' room, but it's still my job <coughs> to make sure <coughs> that I elevate the level of play of the players in the room. That's what it comes down to. And will these guys play better under Nick Eason? And that's that's what I'm looking forward to. And they will. I think they will. But it, it starts down for me when it comes to that about Tyler Mans and him trusting me and knowing who, who I am as a person, knowing that I care about him and I want them to be successful. And guys will play hard when they know you love them, you know, so that's that's what's most important. I know you were very complimentary of Wes this spring and kind of his football mind. Yep. What's his last week going to like with him and how does he kind of continue to grow in his role? Man, Wes is going to be great. Um, he's been doing a really good job <clears throat> of taking the time to just kind of mold us as a family, as a staff. So he's had us over his house. Last night he had a defensive tackles at his house. He's had a defense over his house. He understands that it's, this business is about relationships. And players don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so, you I mean, guys will play hard for you once they know you care about them as people. And I think he's done a great job of that with, with our staff. You know, some of these guys have worked with him already. I haven't. But, man, he's made me feel welcome uh, in his home, <clears throat> in the building, and just – him just empowering everybody in the room and, and taking your ideas in consideration and uh, really implementing that within our defense as long as it makes sense. And that's what I love about him. Not every defensive coordinator is like that. You know, some defensive coordinator wanted their way, and that's okay too. <clears throat> but Wes, I mean, he just empowers everybody on the staff, and, uh, you know, he's going to do a phenomenal job. You know, and the biggest thing with Wes, man, he's going to be willing to adjust and make adjustments each week. You know, I think people going to have a hard time trying to figure out what we're doing. You know, every week, because um, he's going to be willing to adjust. He knows how to adjust within the game. You know, it could be by quarter, it could be by half. 
and uh, that's what's going to set him set us aside and set him aside for everybody. Thank you. I had a lot of phlegm in my throat. Appreciate that. <clears throat> Sorry. So uh, I think he's going to do an amazing job. You know what? It, it's so for me. You know, I've kind of told the story a little bit here and there. I mean, I never expected this job to kind of come open. I really didn't. Um, you know, I was actually headed into to grab some breakfast. I was, you know, actually uh, in Alabama at the time, and and uh, the call came out of nowhere. I, I, you know, I've become a little bit more acquainted with social media, but you know, with a little bit of Twitter here and there. But I don't really watch a lot of news. Uh, but, you know, I didn't know, you know, when Venables left, I didn't know Todd Bateson left. And so Coach, you know, called me and uh, just gave me an opportunity. It came out of nowhere. And uh, for me, I care about the players that I coach. And so, uh, you know, that the initial conversation, I didn't really just jump on his job. It's, you know, as a matter of fact, I told Coach Sweeney no when he initially asked me, you know, uh, did I want the job just because I didn't know how my players uh, would feel at Auburn. Those kids were like my sons. And, you know, so for me, um, you know, it wasn't a, a quick decision. Oh, I got to go back home, uh, you know, because I, I care about my players. And, you know, and, uh, you know, Coach Mason had a really great relationship with him. He's one of the reasons why I ended up at Auburn. I mean, at Auburn, of course, Coach Harson interviewed me and gave me an opportunity to be there. Uh, but, you know, I, care, I cared about the people I cared about people that I work with and so it was a decision I couldn't make on the spot you know so I kind of got put on the spot by Coach Sweeney with a job and uh, I mean I, I thought about it for a couple you know like for a day and a half like man you know I may not have this opportunity until I'm 60 because there's not a lot of change here you know people stay here forever and then once you're here you see why and so uh, just you know being able to come back here man it was I never received that many text messages anything in my life even when I won a Super Bowl you know I, I got more text messages uh, you know about getting this job more than anything and during the process, you know, Bob Mahoney works over in Ipte, his wife, uh, you know, I call them my mom. They're kind of like my, my my white parents, you know, here at Clemson. And, uh, but, but you know, I love them to death. But she, he called me, and then she was on the other line in the background. was like, oh, come on, Nick. What if, what if I never see you get the coach? You just whining in the background, you know, giving me the guilt trip, man. But, you know, I prayed about it, and I asked, I asked God, I'm like, hey, if it's, if it's meant for me to take this job, then everything, the process of me talking to my players and talking to Coach Mason, I will be easy, and it was. So here I am standing before you. So sitting, sorry, not standing. Now that it's a bad problem to have, but with so much talent on the defensive line, how do you try to keep everyone engaged, keep everyone getting opportunities? I, I think, you know, with all the talent and keeping everybody engaged, I mean, I think it's really best that everybody understand their role, what their role is, and everybody's going to get their time is going to come. You know, I don't think some people get so afraid about when you have so much talent, you start thinking about, all oh, the guy's going to transfer, right? You know, you know, I don't think about that. I, I think the guys in the room came to Clemson for the right reasons um, because they love Clemson, they want to be here, and everybody will have their time. You know, opportunities will come like they did last year. Nobody expected us for us to have so many injuries as we did, uh, but it had, it had guys that were ready to have an opportunity to play, and they played well. And so for me, I, I don't be concerned about that, but everybody has a role, and you just got to be great at your work, role when your opportunity to come, man. You got to be great, you know, because there's so much talent in the room. So, you know, nobody should be loafing or, you know, uh, taking plays off because we're going to be 150 miles an hour. So. See, that's why I worked out this morning to detach myself from Little Debbie, okay? <laughs> Now, the box of oatmeal cream pies, I really didn't think somebody would send me a 200 oatmeal cream pies, but it really happened. 
uh, which we had one box left if you would like it up in the defensive line room. I can bring it to you. But, no, it's a, I do love oatmeal cream pies and little Debbie's, but I never thought somebody would send me 200 of them. And uh, I knew how serious it was when I got to the ladies' clinic and there were ladies walking up to take pictures with me with little Debbie boxes and signing them. So I was like, man, this is yeah, – keep my mouth shut, you know, next time about the little Debbie's. But I do love oatmeal cream pies. But. Do you know who sent the oatmeal cream pies? No, did you? Not me. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll fight over on the free pass. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. My guitar playing skills? Oh, man. No, you know, it's just a little thing. Me and Chanel Valentine, our assistant director of on-campus recruiting, um, we used to perform when I was at Auburn. Um, you know, I grew up in the church, and I've, I know how to play the guitar, the bass, the bass guitar, the drums piano so it's kind of like a little hidden talent that I have and growing up in the church and uh you know it's worked out when it when it needs to work out you know at Caden's story his pastor came over that was that we were on social media together and we sung together so when necessary I'll, I'll bring it out but it's not it's kind of like not my recruiting tool I don't show up everybody's high school in their houses with my guitar around my neck you know <laughs> you know so but no it works just curious uh having played here I wouldn't care if we was in the Big Ten. You know, people come to Clemson because it's Clemson. And that's what Coach Sweeney said the other day. I think that resonated with me really strong. Like, people go to Clemson because of Clemson. People go to Alabama because of Alabama. You know, at these particular, you know, at here, you know, at Clemson, you know, it's our culture, our program, and what we offer, you know, speaks for itself. And so I don't. I don't really care what conference we're in. I mean, we're, we're still going to be Clemson, you know, and I, I think that, you know, it matters to some, but for us in the building, we don't care, you know, how it plays out, man. We just have to be the best version of ourselves. We still, still got to recruit and be Clemson, you know. So, you know, I, whether we're in the SEC or Big Ten or whatever, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. You know, still got to put your hand in the dirt and play ball. Coach Austin, uh, last question. Uh, Coach Austin was saying that, uh, Dabo's been talking about how the crazier college football gets, the better Clemson will be. You just kind of exchange some thoughts. Uh, the better what now? The crazier oh, college crazy. football gets and everything gets, the better yeah, Clemson will be. Yeah, man, we we just we just be ourselves, man. Here, we coaches have done a really good job of implementing a, a certain type of culture, and uh, we're just gonna be ourselves, you know. And I, I, we don't get caught up in all the the changing and shenanigans, you know. We just try to, man. We're faith based. Our foundation is built upon Christ and. We just be ourselves, man, and continue to work and just let everybody else fight with one another. And we'll just continue to sit here and work, man. I, I consider ourselves like the quiet storm. You know, we just sit here and work quietly and let everybody get into all the shenanigans of, of, of the craziness of, of college football, man. But our standard is our standard, and then we are who we are, and that's not going to change. Yep, thank you, guys. Did Nick Easton just say a quiet storm? Thank goodness he's not a quiet storm. Uh, wow, what a what a fun guy to be around uh, for several hours at this Media Day event. We will have further podcasts with some of the other coaches, so definitely stay tuned for that coming soon. Appreciate the support of our very loyal and longtime sponsors for helping making this happen. Most of all, thanks to all of you for hitting play. Everybody take care. <laughs>